A new Jeffrey Epstein list is out. But what we want to talk about today is the fact that there is a Good Fight Ministries video that has been around for five years, and we're going to see if it has stood the test of time regarding Epstein and some of his acquaintances. The Good Fight Radio Show. And to discuss this very important topic with me on this special live edition of the Good Fight Radio Show is none other than the president and founder of Good Fight Ministries and pastor of Blessed Hope Chapel in Simi Valley, California, Pastor Joe Schimmel. Yeah, Chad, what was it, 2019, but it was pre-COVID, pre-Epstein's uh, death, everything. Uh, we were kind of blown this up. And some other people were as well, but it was kind of under the radar. So uh, now you would think that it'd be more blown up this list they promised, uh, not that it's been a total nothing burger, but we'll get into that in a little bit, that we didn't expect much because you got the media, you got you got big government, uh, you got a lot of wicked people in power, a lot of elites, and I think they've got some huge lists that will never see the light of day. They will see the light of day in eternity, and we'll talk about that as well. Hey, man, I think that's an important thing to talk about. And one thing we're excited about is today, Joe, is our first live show of 2024. That's right. So uh, that's Happy New Year, cool. guys. guys. Happy New Year. We haven't been able to see you guys. And what's good is we've been trying to, and praise God, we had uh, put aside some shows that we had recorded. So in case, you know, hey, we'd like to have some in the docket in case yeah. something happens. And something did happen. I got sick. Then you got sick. Yeah. So <laughs> it is good that we are both both back standing upright. Praise God. Uh, and we hope you're better days. if you were sick. And if you are sick and you're still watching, may the Lord bring healing to you. Man, I feel like everyone was getting Yeah, it. it's been crazy. It, it's It's been wild. But praise God, it has been, um, before we get into some of the, you know, the gross stuff that we have to talk about, um, what a wonderful year 2023 was. Uh, you know, the Lord just did so many great, amazing things. We've been talking about it. And we want to thank all of you guys who have supported Good Fight Ministries, who have shared, liked, commented, whatever, even those who disagreed. Because one thing, Joe, and, and I love sending those screenshots when people comment or write emails when they're like, hey, I'm going to be honest, I used to come on here and mock you guys and stuff. And then now I'm like, wow, came to Christ. And there was recently a channel, Joe, and I sent this one to you, I sent the video too, uh, a channel that was about serial killers and so forth. And they made a video. They took away all the videos from their um, from their entire it was YouTube it was, it was glamorizing. You that's know, what serials. they said. Yeah, yeah that's colors, exactly yeah. what they said. It was glamorizing it. And he said, I don't want to be a part of this evil. And it was thanks to Good Fight Ministries. I think it's a she. Oh, really? Yeah, if you look into it, it's actually a gal. Oh, no yeah. way. I'm if you, and she tends, I guess you watch the show. So uh, we praise the Lord for uh, what God's doing in your heart. And she said uh, she's becoming religious now and so forth. And and uh, so I, we looked at a little bit deeper. And I was like, well, this is the gal that's doing this. And she was just portraying evil. And she says, after watching this, she says, it's because... Uh, of you know the empathy we're showing and the the severity uh, and so forth that she's becoming religious. Well, we we hope in listening to this show uh, she realizes you know ultimately we're about Jesus and being saved in Him. But uh, but praise God if you're listening, that's awesome that you took that content down and now we're excited for you to God willing put content up that would glorify Him. Amen. I, I love that. What a what a great uh, a wonderful thing. It was kind of like one of those things. I actually had a few different. Uh, comments that I'd screenshot. I'm like, man, I was a little sick, a little under the weather laying down, but I was like, man, this is really cool to get out and uh, just glorify God for what he's done over the last year. It's been 
so fruitful and such a blessing here at Blessed Hope Chapel in Simi Valley as well. And if you guys aren't following that, make sure you guys are following Blessed Hope Chapel. You guys get messages every Wednesday, every Lord's Day. Um, you could join us on the live stream. There's a, a bunch of the moderators you might see on here. I already saw, I think I saw Austin on and, uh, and Star on there as well. Uh, they're on the live stream all the time. I try to speak from Blessed Hope Chapel every time I'm on there when Joe's preaching. So praise God. And uh, Joe, it is an important topic for, for a number of reasons that we're talking about today. And also don't forget, whenever we do lives, we always do live Q&A for our audience. So if you do have a question, try to write QUESTION in all caps and then write your question after. And I'll try to grab them and throw them on. And you can always support us if you want to say, hey, how can I further support it's starting to 2024. I want to support ministries different ways. You can join us on our Patreon page, Patreon.com/slash/GoodFight. You guys can check it out there. I was keeping us, I was keeping them updated at least uh, that we were getting sick and so forth. So really awesome, Joe. But this is a tough one uh, to talk about. Uh, I, I think it is important for us to kind of dig into this topic because it is, um, it is sad. It is sad what takes place and how Satan will use sexual deviancy and power and, and so much of this. And, you know, instead of, you know, rehashing it through, you know, reading through some of the stuff that's going on right now, we have a video and Joe already mentioned this video. I want you to think about this. Most people had no idea who Jeffrey Epstein was. Plenty of people now I've even seen things hanging. Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself and so forth. Right. There was the whole memes and I think they're probably right. But, all of those things going on that people have, but this video was out long before that. This video was out way before anyone even knew who he was for a lot of people. And I want you guys to check it out and you see, just watch it, see if it has stood the test of time when it comes to the information that Joe put out five years ago on Epstein. We were underage. We were little girls. I started going to him when I was like 14, 15. They were recruited by someone who was adept at finding girls that would be willing to you know, go to a house. My life would have been different if I would have never went to Jeffrey Epstein's house. In a story that has been either buried or severely underreported by the elites running the mainstream media, Clinton connected elite billionaire, convicted pedophile, child molester, sex trafficker, and registered sex offender Jeffrey Epstein was able to avoid damning testimony from many of his alleged victims. Epstein, the sleazy Wall Street tycoon and hedge fund manager, operated a devilish pedophile sex ring that preyed on underage girls as young as 12 years old. Epstein provided underage girls to the rich and famous so they could molest them in his residences in Palm Beach, Florida, New York City, and at his private island estate in the Caribbean, known as Pedophile or Orgy Island. The Miami Herald reported at least 60 women who claimed to have been molested or sexually assaulted by Epstein when they were underage girls. Epstein hired fishers to seduce underage girls into a sex trafficking ring, ranging from the ages 12 to 16. These young gals were promised hundreds of dollars to be his models and masseuses. When in Epstein's evil clutches, they were then ordered to undress and were molested by Epstein and turned into prey for his rich and famous clients and friends. 
Several of the elite, including royal figures like Prince Andrew and creepy celebrities like Kevin Spacey and former President Bill Clinton, infamous for the Monica Lewinsky sex scandal while he was in the White House, took flights on Epstein's private jet called the Lolita Express. The Lolita Express was named after the sick book and movie by the same name about a perverted professor's desire for an underage girl. And because it was reportedly outfitted with a bed where passengers had group sex with underage girls. Court documents reveal that former President Bill Clinton took at least 26 trips on the Lolita Express. Clinton's trips on the Lolita Express often included underage girls who were part of Epstein's sex trafficking ring. Flight logs also reveal that former presidential candidate Hillary Clinton took at least one trip to Orgy Island where several underage girls were being abused sexually. There are sworn affidavits by Epstein's pilots that place Clinton on the Lolita Express with underage girls. It is also incredible that flight logs reveal that former President Bill Clinton ditched his Secret Service detail on at least five of the Lolita Express flights, presumably for his desire for more privacy. We also know from government records that Epstein actually gave $25,000 to the Clinton Foundation. Folks, it doesn't get much sicker and evil and twisted than this. It's important that we understand that there are elitists in high places that are presented as good and noble people who actually use their wealth and power as a means to turn the young and innocent into sex slaves. Law enforcement authorities who seized trash outside of one of Epstein's mansions found an invoice for the purchase of the book Slavecraft, Roadmaps for Erotic Servitude, Principles, Skills, and Tools as well as the instructional book, Training with Miss Abernathy, a workbook for erotic slaves and their owners. President Donald Trump told the Conservative Political Action Conference that Bill Clinton has, quote, got a lot of problems coming up, in my opinion, with the famous island with Jeffrey Epstein. A lot of problems. However, President Trump is documented to have flown on Jeffrey Epstein's private plane at least once himself, according to the deposition of Mark Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein's brother. While that number pales in comparison to Clinton's 26 flights on the Lolita Express, it does beg the question as to what Trump's relationship was with Epstein. The notoriously left-wing Politico reported during the presidential campaign that Trump had said, I have known Jeff for 15 years. Terrific guy. He's a lot of fun to be with. It is even said that he likes beautiful women as much as I do, and many of them are on the younger side. No doubt about it, Jeffrey enjoys his social life, end quote. To be clear, Politico further reported, quote, a Trump associate said Tuesday that Trump wasn't aware of any wrongdoing and that he and Epstein were not particularly close. He was a member of one of Trump's clubs where he would visit with women and business associates, but there was no formal relationship, the source close to Trump said. When asked about his relationship with former President Bill Clinton and whether he had ever been with Donald Trump in the presence of females under the age of 18, Epstein refused to speak and chose to exercise his Fifth Amendment rights. Orgy Island, where many of Epstein's sex slaves were kept, like Satanist Aleister Crowley's sex temple, he had walls that were covered with pictures of underage minors. Crowley had depictions of orgies on his sex temple walls that included small boys who he used in his so-called sex magic. Orgy Island also has a strange occult-looking temple that resembles the Muslim Dome of the Rock on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. We have already pointed out the connections between the Clintons and the occult and some terrifying things among their associates and Crowley's Satanism. Many are rightfully troubled that elite politicians and celebrities seem to be getting away with murder and sexual abuse. Epstein was facing life in prison, but a secret deal led by Trump-appointed Alexander Acosta who is now the U.S. Labor Secretary and was at that time a prosecutor in Florida. Epstein received a mere slap on the hand, receiving only 13 months in a private cell in a county jail. 
However, he barely spent any time in the jail as he was there basically to sleep and was able to leave for 16 hours every day as a valet picked him up and whisked him away to his freedom and riches. Epstein victim Courtney Weil lamented that rather than protecting the abused, it seems that big government is protecting the rich pedophiles. Really, if you think about it too hard, it's scary because this is our government that's supposed to protect us but has done everything to protect you know, a pedophile. Shantae worked as a masseuse, but says she never had sex with Epstein. Did you ever think that maybe more was going on than simple massages? Looking back, of course. Was there a bed on the airplane? Actually, yes, there was, yeah. On one memorable flight on board a plane like this provided by Air Hollywood, she says she made peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for passengers, including Oscar winner Kevin Spacey, actor Chris Tucker, and even Bill Clinton. They were all flying to Africa on a humanitarian mission, and Jeffrey Epstein had given them the use of his jet. It was a jet-set lifestyle for sure, but Shantae says she felt uncomfortable about being part of Epstein's collection of young women. You saw young women around Jeffrey Epstein, and they didn't seem to have regular jobs, and you started wondering, why are they here? Yes, yes. When you look back, are there red flags that you should have seen at the time? Definitely, yeah. Why fly anyone out to be a masseuse when there's plenty of masseuses in the same city that you're in? Now just looking at the front page headlines the scandal has generated brings Shantae to tears. To have to deal with that and then on top of it defend my character, I'll have children one day, you know, and, and they'll read this. She wonders whether she'll ever be able to live down her time on the Lolita Express. More than anything, I just felt stupid. Yeah, I felt duped. While elite pedophiles in government, mainstream media, Hollywood, and the music industry often do get away with crimes against children on earth, God's word declares that they will pay for their sins and that their judgment is not asleep. This is why there is a hell, folks, to punish the unrepentant wicked. The Lord God Almighty will not allow the rich elites to continue to get away with their crimes. The Lord has revealed in his word that we reap what we sow, and that if we sow to the wind, we will reap the whirlwind. Jesus declared that what has been hidden will be shouted on the housetops. The money of the rich and famous will not save them from the horrible day of God's wrath and judgment. God states in his word in Proverbs chapter 11, wealth is worthless in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivers from death. In Ezekiel chapter seven, the Lord declares, quote, they will throw their silver into the streets and their gold will seem unclean. Their silver and gold cannot save them in the day of the wrath of the Lord. They cannot satisfy their appetites or fill their stomachs with wealth for it became the stumbling block that brought their iniquity. The Lord says through the prophet Zephaniah, neither their silver nor their gold will be able to deliver them on the day of the Lord's wrath. The whole earth will be consumed by the fire of his jealousy, for indeed he will make a sudden end of all the inhabitants of the earth. You know, Joe, I, I think this is important too, and I love that it ended on that note, because one of the things that we're finding, one of the interesting things, as soon as this thing was released, immediately the site crashed. Now, that could be simply just because everyone was going there to see it, but the, the new list, that is. But a lot of people are talking about the suppression of this. I mean, obviously, we could talk about, you know, Epstein going into prison or jail and not making it out alive, and that makes a little bit of no sense, especially, especially like when the guard supposedly walked away at that time and just moseyed somewhere else. And then the video feed that was monitoring him just scrambled and didn't work, went off. And then a private autopsy showed that he wasn't, he didn't hang himself. Huh, some clues. By the way, we were saying back then that we don't believe he's going to live through that to get testimony. 100%. And then we were just like, that's not, and boom, he's gone. 
It, you know, and it's interesting because a video came out today recorded by Epstein's brother when he, by, I uh, didn't come out today, but came out recently that was recorded by Epstein's brother when he went to go figure out, hey, can I get, you know, the, the death and, and whatever it was. In fact, I think Tucker Carlson put it out. And it's been really interesting to see that. A lot of people are wanting to talk about this and Tucker kind of gets uh, going astray a little bit, but, uh, but hopefully he gets, you know, on the straight and narrow uh, fully, you know, but but you look at that and you see that, and then we have noticed it as well. I mean, when Marina Abramovich uh, specifically, and we just did a, a, a video about this. I think it was it might have been our last live. But when Marina Abramovich, when she was about to, you know, it, reports were saying she was going to be named as an ambassador for education in the mm-hmm. Ukraine and so forth, our video, which had been up for years, got taken down. And we're like, well, yep. uh, that doesn't make any sense. Same week. And we didn't we didn't ha- come out with the video yet. We hadn't talked about it yet. And then boom, it that gets was taken our, down. Our older video, yeah. And, and then right now, the very video that we just played right now, if you copy and paste it, the title of the video, and, and Good Fight Ministries, and Good Fight Ministries, I've already done it. It will not come up. Yeah, it will not come up. The only way you're going to get it is if you click on this or just watching this video you're watching right now. Yeah, that is in there. Uh, I just watched Patrick Bet David who talked about how he um, on his show. I watched his reaction. I don't really watch a show, but I watched his reaction to after he just did a show with it was with Trump's lawyer and they talked about Epstein and just the final like last last half hour of it that all of a sudden they showed the spikes going down as soon as they started talking about it on the feed and he's like this has never happened and then he went to his YouTube channel I don't know where it is right now but at the time he shows it on video went to his YouTube channel it says the episode is one hour 41 minutes or something but when you click on it it only gives you two minutes of the episode two minutes and 45 seconds of the episode yeah. It's just interesting. A little bit of shadow banning going on. That's shadow banning. But here, this just came out. In fact, uh, Technofog is the one who posted about this. And And this is breaking as we were... As we were recording. as as, Literally at 4 o'clock, it got posted. So, um, Bill Clinton allegedly stormed into the Vanity Fair office and threatened them not to write about Jeffrey Epstein's sex trafficking operation. Vanity Fair was taking orders from Bill Clinton and helping to protect him and his pedo friends. And here is the email. I'm going to read it. I have to read it live. We don't have an image to put up. But it's, hi, Shaza. Good point to all of them. I am looking at both sides of the picture. On the upside, it will give exposure to build up publicity for the case and uh, the story. But like you said, it must be carefully written and not given any notions about the upcoming book and or any new info. When I was doing some research into Vanity Fair yesterday, it does concern me what they could uh, want to write about me, about about me considering that Bill Clinton walked into Vanity Fair and threatened them not to write sex trafficking articles about his good friend J.E. Should, or um, Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, should I be asking what is this story they're writing pertaining to? I just thank goodness for having a friend like you on the inside who knows how to deal with the viciousness of today's world. Now, that was from Virginia Guffrey, who is also, by the way, that's the whole lawsuit that's out there right now, filing a lawsuit, a yep. defamation against Ghislaine Maxwell. That's why the new list. And that was to Sharon Churcher. Um, interesting stuff going on. A lot of crazy stuff that is happening right now. But. Yeah, and with that report, with the, uh, you know, whatever happened there with Clinton uh, supposedly storming the Vanity Fair, uh, warning them not to print on Epstein. Think about this, guys, man. Uh, in the United States, praise God, we have a lot of freedom, uh, religious freedom uh, that most countries don't have, and we should be thankful for that. But we have uh, three-tier government. You know, you have the, uh, you know, you have 
uh, judiciary, you have the executive branch, legislative branch, and these three are supposed to be watchdogs over each other uh, and, you know, to mute corruption, but evidently that hasn't been happening for quite a few years now because a lot of these guys are palling around. Uh, the DOJ, I mean, just think what's happening, if any of you have been following what's going on with the Biden administration and the Hunter uh, deal and all the DOJ's suppression and just lagging and not prosecuting for, for so long and being dragged into courts and so forth. Uh, it's reprehensible. But when you see this going on, I mean, just think back. It's interesting, Chad, that you read the broken story because in 2019, a uh, reporter for the Disney-owned ABC uh, came forth, Amy Robach, and it was a leaked video, though. She didn't come out and say, hey, I want to talk about this. It's a leaked video of her complaining about uh, for three years she'd been working on the Epstein a pedophile a connection with Clinton and everything else, and and she was complaining, you know. And the video feed just leaked, and she goes, "Man, they've been sitting that ABC's been sitting on this for three years. We have the most prolific," she said, "pedophile perhaps in American history, and we have Clinton, we have all of this." And she goes, "And I tried for three years to, to, to and they spiked it. ABC spiked it after three years uh, to no avail." And then later ABC said, well, you know, you know, there wasn't a lot of in, enough corroborated evidence. Is that what they said when they went after Kavanaugh? You know, when he was up for Supreme, they didn't have any evidence, period, zero, you know, uh, and they just tarted feathered him. So uh, there's these elites. And as long as you have and I've just got to be honest uh, and, it's, and Republicans and, you know, everybody has problems across the board. But uh, when there's Democrats involved, there's a lot of cover up. We've seen what the DOJ has been covering, carrying the water. Uh, for all the crime that's been done by the Biden family. And it's no surprise that, you know, Epstein supposedly commits suicide in jail, and that's another part of the cover-up. But you know what, guys? It could be frustrating. I feel really bad for conservatives that are that seek to live moral lives but don't know God, don't know the Word of God, because I don't know they can have salvation in Christ and don't know that there'll be a final eternal judgment. And I feel sorry for them because they're getting ulcers watching this stuff. They're saying, wow, where is the justice? And that's what God's people have cried out for years, right? But God lets us know there will be justice. You can have the DOJ covering up. You can have the CIA covering up for these elitists. You could have uh, ABC, after seeing the story and seeing the evidence for three years, spiking it on Clinton and uh, Epstein and so forth. But guess what? Uh, in the long run, that list, you know, people are saying, where's the names on the list? That list will come out because the Bible says every secret thing will be brought into judgment. And the scriptures tell us very clearly, uh, well, we, we don't hold your breath if you want justice in this world. Don't put your hope in the magistrates of this world. Uh, yeah, pray uh, for them. Uh, vote if you can. Uh, but at the same time, ultimately, the answer comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. Because the scriptures say it's appointed man wants to die. Uh, then the judgment, Hebrews 9.27. And Jesus said in Matthew chapter 18, verse 6, he said, he promised that there'd be severe judgment on those who harm little children, whether it's killing them in the womb, uh, whether it's the abortion mills of this world, uh, the left promoting these things, or whether it's pedophiles and those promoting pedophilia, uh, elites in the government and so forth. Uh, because Jesus said, if anyone causes one of these little ones to stumble, just one of these young people to stumble, he said, be better that a large millstone, a huge millstone is a term he used, be hung around their neck and they'd be thrown in the sea that the judgment that they're going to face. And Chad, those millstones, man, I've seen those millstones in Israel. Sometimes they're hundreds of pounds. Sometimes they're over a thousand pounds. And they were used to crush grain in the, in the flour, man, powder, basically. And Jesus said, be better that, you know, that large millstone be hung around your neck and you'd be thrown in the depths of the sea 
than what you're going to face. And Second Peter chapter 2 makes it really, really clear uh, of those who exploit people sexually that the blackest of darkness is reserved for them for all eternity. So if you are involved in preying on children or preying on anybody in any kind of perverse way, you need to repent and get right with Jesus, man, because you're going to face him in judgment. And you need to come to him now because he says, if you come on him, you'll be come to him. You come to Jesus, you'll be broken. But because he said he's the stone he's, that's been rejected. But he says, if the stone falls on you, you'll be crushed, man. I'd rather come to Jesus and be humbly broken before him and right with him for all eternity than to be crushed for all eternity. Amen. I, I think that all these things are really important for us to have these distinctions. And we have to recognize, first of all, when it comes to all this, God is an avenger. Like he really is Amen. like a vengeance is mine. I will repay. That's not only in Deuteronomy. That's also in Romans chapter 12. Like when you're thinking about our God, it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. I think about that Amen. a lot. He's a consuming fire, right? He's a consuming Woo. fire. Exactly. Right. He dwells in unapproachable light. Yeah. Like our God is so awesome. Thinking about this a lot. We're talking about the incarnation a lot recently. Right. And I, when I read Philippians chapter two, and that's the hymn of Christ right there, 5 through 11. You know, well, 5 gives you the, the admonition of, you know, we need to be just as Christ is. Amen. And then it's all about being humble. But one of the things that sticks out to me is the fact that, especially, I, I guess it could be because I come out of, you know, came out of atheism. I, If you guys, for those who are new to the channel, I came to the Lord through Good Fight Ministries in January of 2009. And after watching, they sold their souls for rock and roll. And... Joe, I remember being an atheist for a bit, agnostic, then just suppressing the truth and unrighteousness and knowing that I'm doing it before I came to Christ, right? And I'm like, man, you look at these people that, you know, the Richard Dawkins and uh, Christopher Hitchens and the Daniel Dennett's and the Sam Harris's and, and so forth, the Bill Mars, all these guys that are so blasphemous, so God-hating, right? And we think about them and, and plenty of people go and pay money to watch them or listen to their shows, whatever it is. And then I go to Philippians 2, and yes, it's about being humble, because we have a God in Jesus Christ that did, that did not find equality with God, something to be grasped, but actually it says let go, not, not because he's no longer God, but because he took on the form of a man. Amen. And not only did he take on the form of a man, I love it, because it's he made himself a little lower than the angels. So he didn't just humble himself, he made himself lower than the angels. And didn't he didn't just die, he did die, but he died a horrible death on the cross. And guess what? Jesus Christ is lifted up, and it says that every knee will bow. Amen. Every tongue will confess Jesus as Lord. You know what it talks about? It's not just those in bliss. It's yeah. not just those in, as it talks about in Matthew 25 at the end of in it. In heaven and earth and? Those under the earth. Those in judgment. Yeah. Think about that. Think about the awesomeness of God. Plenty of people get nervous when they're around their favorite sports star and they get really uh, butterflies. Oh man, I'm nervous to see him. Imagine if you are a, somebody who has not worshipped the Lord of glory and you have completely come against him. But guess what? When they see him, they're going to have to because out of their own looking at how awesome he is, they're going to worship him. Regardless of how much they hated him here, they're going to look at him and say, Oh, Christ is Lord. That's how awesome our yeah. God is. Even the most blasphemous, blasphemous person is going to bow the knee to my Jesus. Yeah. That's a fact. Yeah, even scripture. Satan is like a Lester Crowley, man. Yeah. Adolf Hitler. These folks will be bowing down. The Bible says they'll be without excuse, right? And it says in Romans that every mouth will be shut. Amen. So nobody's be able to complain God, because perfect justice 
will just be before everybody. So every mouth will be shut, except there'll be some words that are uttered. Jesus is Lord. Crowley, all these Satanists, Epstein, Clinton, you know, Obama, Biden. Uh, I'm not saying all these guys are Satanists. Some of them are, by the way, uh, uh, are involved in the occult and so forth. Uh, they'll be bowing down, confessing Jesus Christ as Lord. And, and we speak this way because, we, guess what? We're ambassadors, man. The Bible says we're not of this world. I'm a citizen of the United States, but I'm a secondarily, that's my second citizenship. My first, the Bible says that our citizenship is in heaven if you're a Christian, man. And we represent the King of kings, the Lord of lords. And we're warning people on this planet, man, you better get right with Jesus because he's coming back. And as Chad said, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. It says when Jesus comes back in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, he comes back with his mighty angels in flaming fire to take vengeance on all those who dwell on the earth. Everyone, man. Uh, all those who obey not the gospel of Jesus Christ. All those who do not know God. So we encourage you, man. Make sure you come to know Jesus because guess what? People are anticipating this list. And just like we said, he wouldn't escape uh, jail without dying. Epstein, we were telling people that. And, and I don't think it took, you know, a brain uh, surgeon, so to speak, to know that. But uh, we've also were, you know, saying, ah, there's probably not going to be this huge list with a lot of names that people don't expect because the cover-ups, that's the way the world works, man. But everything will be revealed. But it's not just this list of what is considered evil and wrong, even in this world. God has a list, amen? And the Bible says all have sinned and come sh short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death and that we all deserve judgment. So it's important that each and every one of us recognizes that, guess what? We will all be incarcerated for eternity. In, in the black darkness and where they'll be weeping and gnashing their teeth and no rest, Jesus revealed, day and night forever and ever, unless we get right with God, unless we admit that we're sinners, unless we find forgiveness through the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I want to encourage you, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, man, you need to come to know him right now. Just repent. Say, God, have mercy on me. I'm a sinner. I turn to you. The Greek word repent means is metanoia in the New Testament. It means to have a change of heart, change of mind that leads to a change of direction, turning from darkness to light. The Hebrew word for repent is really interesting. It's shuv, uh, and we we you know translated S H U V, but it's translated shuv, and it basically means to to go back, means to return. It means to turn back to, to turn to God, and it's almost like think of it this way: uh, you're headed in the right direction, but then guess what? You, your GPS gets off. You're you're misdirected. You're going the wrong way, and then you hear that voice say, you know, to get back on track and. And, you know, here, here is the route back to where you need to go. Well, that's what it is with Jesus, man. We need to turn back to Jesus. We need to turn from darkness. We need to turn, turn to the light. We need to recognize, hey, this world's filled with wickedness. But we need to make sure that we don't just look at what's going on and say that's wrong. We need to make sure we're right with Jesus or all of our, our entire life is in vain. So we encourage you, man, embrace him. And if you've embraced him, you're saying, hey, you know what? I'm convicted. I want to be right with him, man. Just leave a comment below and ask us to pray for you and so forth below the video that you're watching right now. Because we love you. We want you to know God. And that's what ultimately this is all about. Amen. That's why we do all this. You know, you know, we had somebody ask, you know, why are you guys discussing this topic? And the truth is, is the reason why we discuss these topic or any other thing in the news is because the entire world is talking about it, you know, especially in our realm and in our world. And, so, and doesn't the Lord tell us to talk about it, Chad? Ephesians 5. 11. Verse 11, exposed What's that say? Know, fruitful works of darkness. It says, have no fellowship with the fruitless deeds of darkness. Don't fellowship, but rather expose them. That's exactly what we need to do. And then guess what? Christ will arise and shine in people's hearts. And if you're on this Amen. channel, one of the reasons we're talking about this is the same thing. These sorts of discussions are, is how I came to Christ. So I'm fruit of a discussion of, hey, look at there's wickedness, but guess what? We're going to shine the light of Jesus 
We're going to shine that against all the wickedness of the world. And so the reason for that is because we're supposed to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And so what we're doing here is saying, I'm not going to be hush-hush on something that the world is discussing. And instead of just allowing them to discuss it under their own guise yeah. and under their own immoral views on morality, uh, we're going to do it through the objective truth of the Word of God. And we're going to take everything captive to the obedience of Christ through God's Word as we discuss these things. Amen. Nothing wrong with that. And guess what? People are going to come on here. They're going to watch. And we're always going to make sure that gospel is Yeah, and it's it. important to know, just to explicate upon what Chad is mentioning and a little, just go a little bit deeper is why wouldn't we? I mean, who would want us not to talk about this? Religious, uh, religious elites that are wicked, uh, perhaps uh, people in government that are involved with Epstein, uh, perhaps people that uh, don't want pedophilia to be exposed because they're involved in it in, in the uh, media or in, uh, you know, government. But guess what? When that scripture in Ephesians 5.11 says to have no fellowship with the fruitless seeds of darkness, but commands us, not just a pastor like myself and Chad, and but all Christians. Ephesians is written to Christians, right? We're all called to expose the deeds of darkness. So if you're a Christian, you're commanded to expose what Satan is doing because people need to be aware of his plans and how he's drawing people into his web and destroying millions of little children, whether it's through mass murder through abortion or whether it's through the sex trafficking that's become prominent in our country, even with some of the elites. But I also say this, it's in that context, as Chad mentioned, that it says, let the light of Christ shine on you. Awake from the dead, O sleeper. We do it so people will have the light of Christ shine on them, and they'll be risen from the dead spiritually and come to eternal life. And that's why we praise God, because this ministry, and we say and we, it's all glory to God, but we've seen thousands and thousands and thousands of people come to Christ. And the converts that we see are not just, you know, oh, I believe in Jesus now. Man, no, they're hardcore for Jesus. Chad's one of them, okay? We see people come to Christ hard. And, and strong. And by the way, that word exposed, Chad, that's the same Greek word that Jesus used when he said what the Holy Spirit would do when the Holy Spirit would come into the world mm. through the church, that the Holy Spirit would convict, expose the yeah, world of close, sin yeah. and of righteousness, of sin. We're talking about righteousness, God's standard, judgment that they're going to face. So that's what the Holy Spirit does through the church. And he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. God uses his servants to warn his people to get right uh, because we have a short time here, man. We need to be right with God and to warn the lost to repent before it's too late. Amen. And that actually, Joe, gets us started on the second half of this. And this portion will be our Q&A section. So that kind of pivot is over to there. But also I want to, before, before we start those questions, and by the way, if you have not asked the question that you had, make sure to put question in all caps so I can try to catch it because I am trying to answer and trying to hand those things over to Joe as well and then looking on here to try to answer those questions. But we did get a question, Joe, from the Sweet P1971, and she said, what are your thoughts on the alleged grooming of young celebs by older celebs like P. Diddy, she mentions Charlie Sheen, Tyler Perry, etc. I haven't heard too much on, on the Tyler Perry. I did hear a, a little bit of thing, and I think they had something involved with T.D. Jakes as well. It seemed like he had to even come out and made some some statements. Uh, he had some weird videos of a guy dancing in front of him provocatively, and he had his hand in his pocket. It looked very awkward, I could say the least. But he already teaches heresy, so uh, he needs to repent. He teaches the doctrine of modalism as well as prosperity. So T.D. Jakes needs to repent uh, and, and put his trust into the Lord Jesus Christ, the true Lord Jesus Christ, and our Father in heaven as well. And uh, so that, that first and foremost... 
number two, I have been seeing a lot of things. I know Cat Williams just did a interview with uh, Shannon Sharp recently, and he had a lot of allegations on there. Now he gets into some of the Illuminati stuff, and he goes a little wild there. And so there's been a lot of stuff on uh, P Diddy or Puff Daddy or Sean Combs or whatever you want to name him, um, and and a lot of these guys. But Joe, we have another video. Uh, on our site that is about grooming of somebody who was, you know, uh, taken to court for this. And that's from Brian Singer. A lot of people, you know, they love the Marvel and the DC and they love their, you know, their mutants and whatever it is. And they try to implant. And you think, oh, they're grooming these young actors, which is true. I mean, Joe, what Disney actress, young Disney actress hasn't just gone crazy, right? From the Demi Lovato's or the Miley Cyrus or the you know, the Christina Aguilera yeah. or, or Britney Spears, like all of them, every yeah. single one of them. And, and Brian Singer was the director of the X-Men, yeah, some, there some of the Thank X-Men you. movies. Yeah. And it's interesting, which uh, is incredible because we actually exposed that long before, you know, the stuff really went down. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. we were showing uh, that he's using those Marvel movies to basically promote homosexuality. You know, like the don't ask, don't tell deal in the military. Well, these... Uh, X-Men who were going through puberty but recognizing their special powers uh, the whole thing was you know uh, don't ask you know don't tell they use that that terminology to try to draw a parallel and I've got quotes from Singer in there where he admits that they're promoting uh, homosexuality through the superpowers of people become discovering them it's like discovering your your homosexuality and it says though homosexuals they really you know they should really consider what they're doing not as depravity but as, as superpowers and so forth but then we also explore some of the uh, accusations against him with regard to uh, pedophilia and so forth. And then not long after that, maybe, I don't know, a year and a half, two years, man, I, uh, the film school, school the, the film department, I think it was USC, might have been UCLA, but I think it was USC, uh, basically took his name off of their, because he, he was the big name that they used for their, their film school, and they took his name down and so forth. But this stuff is very, very, very widespread. In fact, there's not a whole lot of names that have come out on the list yet, uh, and we don't anticipate many coming out uh, personally, uh, but there were a lot of names that were dropped, and a lot of the names that were dropped uh, were incidental to some of the testimony, but uh, one of the thing, one of the names that was dropped again was uh, uh, Michael Jackson, and he was yeah. placed at Epstein's home in Palm Springs, where a lot of that stuff went down, uh, and uh, by the alleged witness, but, you know, uh, we know that uh, Michael Jackson wasn't probably so much into young girls, uh, which is what Pedophile Island was all about, and Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein. He was more, it seems, you know, uh, into young boys, uh, and we have a lot of exposés we've done on that in the past as well. Yeah, I, I, I'm, you know, we're talking here about, you know, at literal grooming this way, but so much of the, the TV shows, the the movies, the music, all of it is grooming, oh, yeah. Absolutely. The, uh, uh, continuously grooming these young children. One of the most awkward exchanges, uh, Tony Palacio, and I know he's in the comments here uh, helping out moderating for us today, but he sent me a thing from Jimmy Kimmel with uh, his kids, and he and he had um, Olivia Rodrigo in there, and how they always listen to all her music, and what's their favorite music? Little kids, man. Yeah. And it was very weird. Uh, I don't even want to say what the little kids said, but it was very awkward. He wanted to punch somebody in the... The words he used, I thought, man, this is the weirdest interaction. And if you know anything about Olivia Rodrigo's music and her song Vampire and so forth, and it's nothing that children should be listening to. And these are little children. Yeah. And they're just conditioning over and over again. And people don't realize it. And this is what Psalm 1 is very clear about. Mm-hmm. Those who meditate on God's word 
day and night are like the tree planted against the water and everything they do they prosper everything they do they prosper and guess what they are not broken off like when the wind comes like chaff or like bark yeah that is for those who sit in the seat of scoffers yeah. for those who hate god the and, counsel of the wicked yeah and the counsel of the wicked and and it's so sad to, to see that and to see that behavior and and of course you mentioned Brian Singer the movies that he individually doing wicked things but then him promoting it in his movies and the avengers doing it promoting and and if you guys have not seen the first two parts and Joe like I said, it's been very interesting. It seems like the enemy's trying to get you to not be able to do your voiceovers for the third one because the Antichrist agenda, I mean, how clear it was. I mean, you start off the entire film, you know, for uh, the last, I think it was Endgame, where, hey, Rousseau, one of the Rousseau brothers who was involved in the film, puts himself into the film. And what is he? Sitting around yeah. in an AA meeting, right? Yeah, well, that's what you think game. it is. Yeah. But there, it's people because went into dust or whatever when the, you know, they, they clicked his fingers. And what is he, what are they talking about? Oh, Captain America, of course, Captain America is encouraging him to keep going on gay dates. That's going to make yeah. him feel more normal. No, it's not going to make you feel more normal. God has created you. He created them male and female. There is no homosexuality in the Bible that is not anything other than damnable, period. It just creates death, and that is the hard and sad truth. I know that's a long answer, but uh, to Sweet Pea's question here, uh, but but it is true. It's because it goes against God's nature, all of these things. So grooming young children that we talk about Alfred Kinsey over and over again. I mean, Watch our video, The Kinsey Syndrome. We blew that whole thing up like nobody ever did uh, years ago. And it shows the academia, it shows government, uh, and it shows entertainment and how they work in concert to basically... Uh, they, they've always been after our children, and that's what the end game is. And they're building statues for him at Indiana University yeah. as he's helped corrupt the youth, and then the popularizer of Kinsey's research. Yeah, you can check Shadow it out. 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 They'll probably post it below. Uh, but the Kinsey syndrome, uh, you have to have a strong stomach to watch it. But it's the, the the we've got the goods, man. Yeah, before Jeffrey Epstein really was, there was already Kinsey, yeah, and right. then the propagator through the visual uh, through the visual aid was clearly and you cannot get around it because of the research he loved to do it and then wanted more of the sexual promiscuity because he thought he was being caged in and that was Hugh Hefner through Playboy yeah, and, and, and just to say a little bit more along those lines we're talking about uh, uh, Kinsey he influenced academia uh, the whole you know Project 10 this you know which he had in California elsewhere uh, about oh 10% of people must be gay only though even though it was like 1 to 2% it was because his skewed he was a pervert he was he was actually having sex with Liam Neeson plays. Liam Neeson played Alfred Kinsey, and he's kissing on Pomeroy, one of his uh, uh, students, you know, male students in a hotel, uh, post grad at that point, uh, having homosexual relationships. But uh, we show where Kinsey was basically. People were wondering his his you know big books that came out that really changed the view America looked at sexuality as to how he was getting uh, you know a lot of people didn't even ask how does he know when a child between you know one and two years old for instance or several months old is able to supposedly have sexual experiences and you know basically climax and 
He was claiming that, which was not a reality, by the way, but he was saying that was based on their studies. Well, how in the world would he get do studies like that, right? It was anybody asking the questions based on his tables and his research, what came out, and we show, we reveal uh, through the, uh, you know, the, the uh, research of Judas Reisman, who was commissioned by the Reagan administration with $800,000 grant to actually look into why Hugh Hefner or why Penthouse and, and Playboy and Hustler were presenting gals, you know, uh, in their 20s in pigtails like little girls and what was going on here so we kind of blow this up because we show that Alfred Kinsey himself was actually uh, working with pedophiles and was getting telling them to keep sex diaries of how the kids were responding and everything else and one of those sex diaries he apprehended was by a diary by Aleister Crowley and Pomeroy his biggest fan and the one who propagated so much of his work uh basically said they were able to go to Crowley's. We show a picture of Crowley and Kenneth Anger, the co-founder of the Church of Satan, uh, together at Crowley's uh, mansion overlooking Loch Ness, and where Pomeroy admits that they uncovered all kinds of, by the way, visuals by taking the paint off of Crowley and children and sex orgies with children and so forth. And these guys are into that. And many of the elites running, not just uh, not many of just the elite in media, uh, but also in uh, and in Hollywood and so forth, but in, uh, you know, entertainment and media, but in the government. And guess what? I'm, I'm shocked. I mean, uh, that, uh, I'm not shocked that Chad says you could type in Good Fight Ministries in the very name of our video exposing Epstein and can't get it, right? You have to actually go to our channel and look. Why? Uh, because, you know what, they can't, it's hard for them to kick us off because we've got a, a good amount of people, right? And we give the goods, we document things, right? So, uh, but guess what? What they can do is they can, you know, limit the algorithms. They can do a lot of things that help us not get the goods out. And that's why we depend on you guys. We encourage you guys, share our stuff, man, because, you know, we may be a little biased, but uh, we believe that we've got one of the best, if not, I mean, definitely one of the best expose channels on the net, as well as if you go to our Blessed Hope, where we hammer the Word of God. We speak the truth in love, and we've got a lot to offer. But since, uh, you know, we can get suppressed here and there, we encourage you to be, be a be about the Lord's business, man. Get the truth out. Yeah, amen. I, I think that is such a, a really great point for people to understand. And and it is a blessing that so many of you guys have been able to share all this stuff that, that we get out because really it is word of mouth. You know, YouTube doesn't want to help us in any way, uh, you know, but, but it really is because you guys um, want to get this word out. And you know that one of the big things, and, and as Joe mentioned, it's important for us, we document it, right? One of the, more, one of the toughest things is to really examine. That's why it takes a little bit sometimes. Like we can't just be like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna jump on this subject really quick uh, without doing the due diligence because there are plenty of fakers online put out fake lists. I mean, these people are claiming to be, you know, Christians, some of them, and yeah. they're just not doing enough research. If on you their put out stuff. a fake list, then you're bearing false witness. Absolutely, you're breaking one of God's commandments. Yeah, it's actually when and you read liars go to Lake of Fire. Yeah. So you claim to be a Christian. You're going to like a fireman if you're just making stuff up. And and you think about Proverbs 6. God yeah. hates. But he uses two different forms of lying to yeah. showcase in that list of seven the things that the Lord hates. And, you know, a lying tongue and those who bear false witness, they yeah. both are involved in that. So mm-hmm. think about that. He wants... I, I think about that a lot. Like you think of Proverbs chapter six, when he gives the, the you know, the Catholic Church how to come up with the seven deadly abominations... Forget that list. Go to Proverbs 6. You get your real list. And two of them on the list, one is more of a formal and the other one is simply devising and deceit all the time. But 
It is important to not be someone and to bear false witness and to also pass along false information because you didn't do your due diligence. That doesn't mean you're a liar, but it does mean you probably need to go uh, make some recompense in the sense of going and saying, hey, I shouldn't have shared that. That was wrong. The information that I got was incorrect because not that you're perfect. No one can be perfect on that stuff, but it is important. So, Joe, let's get to our next question that we have here. Um, Well, this one uh, is more personal for you. Question. When is the new They Sold Their Souls for Rock and Roll going to be released? I seriously cannot wait. Wow. I don't know know if you can answer that one. I get loaded up with so much work. I pastor full-time and then Good Fights also full-time. Kind of have two different jobs, uh, but for the Lord. So it's all. uh, But it's a great question. Uh, And the good news is, and man, if I'm going to say this, you can hold me to it, is the plan is to have it done this year. And that's not too hard to say because we're at the beginning of the year, right? I have a lot of time. Uh, but I, I, I juggle a lot of things. We're trying to get the new Marvel video out, which is on Stan Lee. Uh, I've got to do some finishing touches on that, then give it to my editors and so forth. Uh, and I've got, you know, of course, a lot of other ministry. So without, you know, musing and saying all the things I've got to do, uh, I'm real excited about this because I've actually been working on it. So uh, in the update, I've, we've got a really cool title for it, too. Uh, it'll still have Sold Their Souls in, in the title, but uh, but it's pretty, pretty you know, pretty good title. And, but the content's going to be riveting and it's going to be interesting because we're going to still show the occult history, but we'll hit the older stuff quicker in a new way. And then we'll be caught up to what's going on in the last, you know, since we, which, since we updated last time. So this will actually be a full blown video that you can give to anybody. And just as like Chad saw that video and got saved and thousands of people saw that video and got saved. And we constantly hear from people that changed my life, my family's life. Praise God. We're hoping this and praying that this will do the same. But something I have now that I didn't have when I put that video out is a bunch of prayer support. So I want to encourage you, please, and I thank you for asking, uh, but pray that we'd be able to get it done and pray that God would uh, make it what He wants it to be. Amen. I'm I'm crying out to the Lord. I want it to be exactly what He wants it to be and pray that it gets into the highways and byways and that there's a huge harvest of souls that don't know Christ and that those who do know Jesus but are compromised and, and singing wicked lyrics that just grieve the Lord's heart. And contrary to Chronicles, which warns us not to support the wicked, supporting wicked artists and so forth, that, that those professing Christians would would separate themselves from the darkness that is just sadly permeating their lives and, and hurting their walks with Jesus. So, but I thank you for asking. And, and guess what? I encourage you and anybody else, keep us on the ball. Say, okay, man, we're trying to hold you accountable. Say, if you try to have it done this year, I hope to have it done before the end of the year, uh, but that's going to be my grace period by the end of the year, uh, hopefully at the latest. And and I could be wrong, but I want to say that to kind of also have some accountability because I need to get that thing done. No, praise praise God. I'm not I'm going to say no. Yes, praise God. It's one of those big things for us. Um, you know, obviously it's big for me. I I came out of the world because of they sold their souls to rock and roll. But one of the great things too is don't forget that this channel that you're watching this on, I mean, you've been doing updates on they sold their souls for rock and roll for years now. In yeah. fact, I mean, almost every major artist people write into us like, oh, we've already covered that. And uh, it's really awesome because it, because of the support, not only from the, the YouTube channel here, so many of you guys praying, sending in donations and so forth, we've been able to hire two full-time editors, right? Not just Amen. one two full-time editors over the last year and a half. And so because of that, that's why we can work on multiple things. That's why we can do live shows right now. Because Josh right now, as we are sitting here, is not doing the live stream. He's sitting in the same office, but with his headphones on, 
putting together and editing 511 News for tomorrow morning. Yeah. And so then we have two other workers with Josiah and Tommy working the desk right now, working through this live stream so that we can do Q&A, so that we can do the shows. And guess we what? We have Tony, we have Doug. And we, we have, have Tony and Doug. That's a, it's an amazing crew. And I tell my wife, I've told the brothers too, over and over again, I praise God, man, that he's blessed us with such a an amazing crew. Uh, these are not guys that sit around and eat bonbons, man. All these guys work hard. And my you know, my wife and I talk, it's like, wow, this team, it's a God, a God team, man, because I just trip out. I'm like, man, all these guys love to work and they, they love Jesus. They want people to know Christ. And I don't have to worry about them kind of slouching. So I want to let you guys know who support us through a Patreon that we much appreciate that. I mentioned, and maybe it doesn't come out for a while because, but I wanted to give thanks to the Patreons and encourage others who are not Patreons. Uh, we're supposed to be using our resources to get the gospel out. And we personally believe this is one of the best ways to get the gospel out because so many people, somebody told me, I said, no, not the best. I mean, somebody said the greatest tool to win people to Christ is they sold their souls for rock and roll. I leave so many people to Christ through that. Well, the greatest tool is, is the Bible, you know, God's <laughs> word, you know, but I'm glad it's a powerful tool and that's why we're updating it. But like Chad said, we're updating it all the time. So when you go to our website, but it'll be different than a lot of the things you see. If you go to uh, Good Fight Ministries, you'll see like the last Super Bowl, we did one on Rihanna, right? And guess what? We've seen more people come to Christ through that video of late than probably any other video we put out. Chad's always saying, man, another person came to Christ. Someone contacted us, they saw the Rihanna video. Uh, so if you're trying to win people to Christ, show that to people, you know? Yeah, that's been but, interesting. But yeah. this will have some of that content in there, but all kinds of other content. So we want it to be very, very powerful. But I wanted to thank the Patreons and encourage other people who are saying, wow, you know what? I should be using my money in, in, in such a way to help a ministry that I know is winning a lot of souls and also warning the church because I, I mentioned, Chad, without getting in depth into it, but it's an encouragement to those who are supporting us that I gave an example in the Old Testament where David's uh, men went to war, but there were some that stayed back with the with the, the bags and stayed back and didn't go out to war, but they were supporting those who went out to war. And David came back. He said, those guys were going to share the same booty that those who went out to the front lines were we're sharing. And what my point is, is we look at ourselves as a, not only just this group in good fight, but those who support us, those who are praying for us and seeking the Lord on our behalf. And, and please pray for our protection. Pray that God would keep this door open. And those who are supporting us financially so we can do these things, uh, we look at, and I used to do it all by myself. I didn't have any financial support, man. I used to do live presentations all over the place in different churches. I'd bring my stereo. I had no help. You know, I pay for all this stuff on my own because that was my life. So I'm so grateful to have help now because we're able to reach millions of people. Several, We've reached millions of people through our videos just last year. But I want to encourage you, not only do you share, did they share in the booty, but Paul says in Philippians uh, that those who support the ministry of the Lord, that is credited to their spiritual account, you know. So, uh, and that's biblical. That's, that's biblical because we do... Uh, uh, we don't look to like the name it, claim it, blab it, grab it, prosperity gospel, get rich now. But guess what? Jesus says we are not to lay up treasures on earth where moth and rust do corrupt and thieves break in and steal. But we're supposed to lay up treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust do corrupt and thieves do not break in and steal. And that's what we're supposed to live for is the kingdom. So I praise God with that Old Testament passage, with the Philippians passage, when you support ministry, even though you're not on the front lines, you are on the front lines through us because it's the ministry that you're supporting and you will also reap the benefit in the eternal kingdom. And that's an awesome reality. And a lot of that benefit will be seeing souls, right, who've come to Christ through this ministry because you helped out in this ministry. You helped bring them to Jesus. To me, that's the ultimate reward. Amen, amen. And it's so cool because, you know, we have had uh, just, it's been so, so much a blessing or such a blessing for people that have come out here 
and we get to meet them. I mean, it's awesome. Yeah. But some people I've met only online and talked to them. I mean, we got people from England and, and Germany and so forth. Actually, we just had somebody from Germany actually come out. But we, we get to meet them. and we Every know, week we get people from other, other states or other oh, areas yeah. that come and visit the fellowship. Yeah, to come to visit the fellowship. And, and we love all you guys, by the way. Absolutely. And it is really cool for us because even if we only meet here, we we are going to get to meet each other in heaven, which is really Amen. awesome. And uh, we get to be with the, I, I think that's part of the helm of salvation is, you know, recognizing the Lord's return, that one day we're going to be with him forever. And we get to be together with him forever. He has brought us and reconciled us to himself, but also reconciled brother to brother. So it is really cool. And and that brings up a couple of things I wanted to talk about before we get to um, another question that we had. I thought it was a really good one. And this one actually comes from one of the areas I want to talk about because Michael Stokes out in Texas asked a question. I'm going to get to your question, Michael. I don't want you to be hung up. I saw you put it a couple of times. It's a really good question. So I'm excited to get into it. But we have a couple of things coming up that I want to do for those who are in other states, uh, because one of the elders here from Blessed Hope Chapel is heading out to Texas. Uh, Blessed Hope, Texas, you might have saw, seen him in the comments. And yeah, we do this stuff live. I literally got this text message that came through. So, don't, you know, James badger me on here while I'm on the show live. But no, nonetheless, we and, love and it. And by the way, since you're on that, just real quick. Yeah. Uh, we've got a Blessed Hope, you know, Costa Rica, David's been out visiting us from there. Yes. We've got a a Blessed Hope Chapel Church uh, in Idaho. If you're anywhere near Star, Joe Idaho, just taught there. Eagles Meridian. Yeah. I was just there teaching on the weekend. Uh, and they've got a really sweet fellowship. A lot of the core of Blessed Hope Simi Valley moved up there, you know, when the houses went really low and everything, and some of them are getting older and retiring and so forth. But that's a really neat fellowship. There's different things the Lord is doing. And uh, I just want to encourage you because so many people, I've met people there and they've said, I, yeah, I heard you saying, you know, we've got, you know, that we need to be in fellowship. And I realized, yeah, you know what? There's something they got in star. Beautiful fellowship there. So I want to encourage you guys, get in fellowship if you are looking for a church and you're in these areas, you know, Mexico. Yeah, I'm going there. I leave at 4 a.m. I'm preaching on Sunday. So if you're not busy and want to, you and live Ensen in Ensenada. And in Ensenada, you want to go to, uh, I think it's uh, Mañarero, uh, if you want to go Incredible. there. Incredible. Uh, pastor tacos there, man. Uh, yeah, they got some really good. And an incredible pastor there with Pastor Jonathan Ball. So <laughs> you guys, uh, we're, we're blessed. And uh, this event that's happening January 21st, January 21st, so that's actually coming up really soon, actually. Uh, John Heber's going to be there, one of the elders here from Blessed Hope Chapel. So if you guys want to check that out, that just go to blessedhopetexas.org. Blessedhopetexas.org. You guys can get information there. And Joe, this, I literally, this just came through. Um, we are going to be out on the East Coast again. Yeah, men's uh, retreat. At the men's retreat. So yeah. uh, that, um, the date got moved, I believe it is in March 21st to the 24th, if I if I have it down correctly. It's going to be in Lancaster, uh, Lancaster. It's Lancaster Lan Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I, I hope I'm pronouncing it yes, right. Yes, same. Um, and, Am uh, Amish territory. Amish territory, yeah. It's going to be out there. We didn't tell you we... We've all become Amish. We're going to get new hats and everything. No, <laughs> no, but we're excited because I'm hopefully going to get some raw milk out there. It's excellent yeah. out there. Um, I'm I'm stoked to be going. And, you know, Don Bracken was helping throw it. Uh, he did mention, you know, you, we can go to a smorgasbord uh, out there, any place we want before we head Amish into the camp. Board? wow. But, uh, no, I, it, it's exciting. So if you guys want to come, that'd be great. All right. So that is some of the housekeeping. And also, don't forget... Uh, Joe's book, uh, First Children's Book, Sparky the Broken Mirror. You guys can check that out at sparkybook.com. Excellent, excellent resource uh, to share with children. I know people, Joe, that have written in that said, I'm buying this for my sister to read to her children so that it can share the gospel to my sister while she's reading it to her children. So what a blessing uh, that you guys could, could get that. So let's get back to the question because uh, I know we're already over our live stream time, but oh, Lord, God, we love so you guys fast. and the... 
audience hasn't changed. Uh, it's been, you know, over 700 for a long time now. So I, I hate to push them off when we got you guys here. We got you guys locked in. So the question, what do you think, Joe, of evangelicals in Texas? I have a feeling I know what church you might be talking about, but evangelicals in Texas that are helping Jews to get red heifers for animal sacrifice. Shouldn't they be rather telling him that Jesus is the only way? Thanks and blessings. But Joe, what if you believed in dual covenant theology? You might just say, let's get the red heifer here because they're saved anyway. Double yeah. up that question. I'm adding to your question, Michael. Sorry yeah, about that. And, and actually, Michael, you actually, you know, it's a good insight. You're basically sharing what you perceive as the answer. And we agree with you is uh, we know what the prophet prophecies say about uh, the temple being rebuilt and so forth. We do believe uh, it will be a literal temple that's rebuilt. Uh, I think it's inescapable. Uh, some say, oh, no, it's, the, it's Antichrist sitting in the church in some way or what have you. Uh, and, and I respect, you know, people that have various views like that. But when Jesus said, when you see the abomination of desolation standing in the holy place, you know, how did his immediate context, the, the apostles, understand that? They knew what the holy place was. They were just talking about showing him uh, the votive gifts and the beautiful stones on the temple. He said, not one stone will be left on another. But then he warned them, when you see the abomination of desolation stand in the holy place, he said, flee uh, to, the, to the wilderness. So the holy place is the temple. And Paul said that the Antichrist will sit in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. And when Jesus referenced that, by the way, he said, as was spoken of by the prophet Daniel. And when you look at the prophet Daniel, he talks about the temple being desecrated in the end of days, just before Christ's second coming. Uh, he talks about how the morning and evening sacrifice uh, would be put to an end and then the Antichrist would sit in the temple. That was the 9 a.m. sacrifice, the 3 p.m. Uh, sacrifice, which, by the way, when Jesus was on the cross initially at 9, and when he said it was finished, he was taken, he was taken down from the cross at 3. Those sacrifices were a picture of him. I'm going a little far afield here, but my point is this, is there will be a rebuilt temple. Uh, the red heifer, all these things that are needed to be in place or that uh, are in place at that time, uh, it's going to happen. Christians don't need to help these prophecies take place. We do need to help people turn to Jesus, though. We do need to preach the gospel to Jewish people. In fact, the Apostle Paul, a Jew himself, said that he himself would be cut off from God forever if his own countrymen, the Jews, could be saved. And Chad mentioned dual covenant theology, which is where he said this may come from when you mentioned in your question evangelicals from Texas because you have Mr. Hagee, uh, John Hagee, who's an incredibly popular prophecy teacher, uh, uh, cheated on his wife, married his secretary, yet at the same time didn't really drop in a lot of popularity because he gets promoted through uh, Trinity Broadcasting Network and so forth. Teaches dual covenant, uh, uh, you know, dual, dual covenant theology, which is the idea that we Gentiles need to come to Christ, but Jews don't need to come to Jesus to be saved. Really? Read the Gospels. Who is Jesus ministering to that they have to come to him and that there's no life outside of him? Read the book of Hebrews, written to Hebrew Christians. The book of Acts. There's no salvation <laughs> you know, outside of Christ. Or the uh, book of Acts, yeah. that, uh, that there's only one name given in heaven whereby men must be saved in the name of Jesus there in Acts 4.12, uh, where he's ministering mostly to the Jews at the beginning. Uh, the Bible says in Christ there's neither Jew nor Greek, that we all need to come to Christ. And the Bible says in Romans 9 through 11 that the reason the Jews uh, were reprobated is because they rejected uh, the, the, the living stone. They rejected, they did not come to him by faith. Many of the Jews felt they were saved by election. They were unconditionally elected because they were descendants of Abraham. Others believed it was by their works. But Paul makes it clear, salvation is through faith in Christ. And uh, But, you know, I hear your heartbeat, brother. 
And that's the, where your heart needs to beat, man, is, is for the lost. And we should all be praying, God, give me a greater love for the lost. But for John Hagee to wrap his arm around a bunch of Jews and say, and he's been welcomed in among leading Jews in Israel, uh, and he's gotten a pathway to them because he's not saying you need Jesus. So it's actually worked out for him to just blow up. But he's blown up in a really bad way because he's going to stand before God and the blood. Paul said, I'm clean from the blood of all men because he warned everybody, including his countrymen, you know. But at the same time, Hagee's not going to be able to say that. He's going to have the blood of a lot of Jews in his hands. We didn't warn. We made them feel like they were saved when they weren't. We all need to come to Jesus to be saved. Amen. I got a lot of people asking questions about the East Coast Men's Retreat. And Tony, yeah, they did get changed. It was 14th to 17th. It moved to 20, 21st to 24th. And I think we'll be talking about uh, tools in the uh, spiritual warfare aspect. Yeah. And, and both so Joe and myself. Spiritual warfare, biblical spiritual warfare. Uh, hopefully we'll get the whole good fight team there. That's what I, I that, that, that'd be great if we could get everyone out there. But um, it, it is always such a blessing. We have so many great brothers and sisters. We were just out there. We did an entire um, conference in New York recently regarding uh, the New Apostolic Reformation. And it, you know, coming against it. I want to make sure if yeah. you guys didn't know, we huh. uh, we want to come against the New Apostolic Reformation always if we can. Um, and it, it's it's exciting. And I want to have um, one more question that we have. And I I want to thank so many of you. It's great to see so many that are on the live stream that stay on for the question and answer. You guys have been steadfast on there, and it is awesome when we get to do these lives together. I'm always blessed. I love the live shows. It is great. It doesn't get as much editing into everything. Uh, it takes just as much work, but it doesn't get as much editing for you guys. And so we are blessed to be able to sit down with you guys. We're blessed by you guys. We're stoked to have... Sorry, hearing my California uh, dialect coming out there. Um, but we are we are excited, uh, bro, dude, to have you here um, and for this next year to see what the Lord does. So please keep praying that the Lord uses um, this ministry in a radical way and that the channel doesn't get suppressed and it just keeps growing so that more and more people hear the gospel because we don't ever want to compromise. We just want to make sure the gospel's Amen. out. But Joe, let's finish it up with this question. This is a great question to finish it up on considering we're dealing with all the wicked things that are going on. We just talked about Epstein. We've talked about a number of them. Uh, we could have went deep and headlong into all the gross stuff from Prince Andrew regarding that stuff, by yeah. the way. Uh, but, but Joe, in light of this, this is the thing that's important. Megan Houghton asked this. In addition to prayer, what can we do as Christians to help stop the things that we're seeing happening right now? Yeah, that's a, a great question. Uh, the main thing we're called to do is, of course, preach the gospel. And we're, you know... Number one, right? We're ambassadors for Christ. We seek to lead the lost to Christ, right? But a prayer is critical. I've been going through First Timothy on Wednesday nights with our fellowship, and and I personally was more convicted. I get convicted a lot by First Timothy chapter two to pray for the leaders, right? And I and I'm challenged by Paul, and I say I'm convicted about that because I pray for the leaders of the nations and so forth. But I feel like that's like the weakest part of my prayer life. I'm usually praying for the lost. You know, people I, I know or lost people I don't know, uh, save people, the churches and so forth. And when I see how reprehensible and wicked so many of these leaders are, it's hard for me to pray for them sometimes. But uh, I do pray for them because I've been convicted by Paul through the years, but I've prayed more and more the last number of years to pray for the, the lost wicked because Paul is saying to pray for the leaders at his time. And he's talking about praying for Nero. He was the king at the time who would behead the apostle Paul. 
But he says to pray for them so they'd not only be one to Christ because he goes on to say God wills that all would be saved and come to knowledge of the truth. Truth, amen. He loves everybody. He wants everybody to come to him. Not everybody will. Paul goes on to say that Jesus is the Savior of all men in chapter 4, verse 10, but uh, especially of those who believe. He's a Savior of all men in the sense that he provided himself for everyone, but you have to put faith in him and turn from darkness and put trust in Christ to be saved. So prayer is a huge key, uh, but the effect that we can have is uh, we are also salt, right? Uh, Paul said that in Colossians chapter 4, verse 16, that our words are to be seasoned with salt. Uh, we're supposed to keep our behavior, Peter says, excellent. I think it's chapter 2, maybe verse 12 of 1 Peter, excellent among the Gentiles, so they'll be ashamed when they accuse us, uh, and that they'll, because, and the Lord is coming back, right? So we're called to uh, uh, always be ready to have an answer for the hope that's within us. And I do believe as salt, Jesus says you're the salt of the world, right? And you're the you're salt of the earth and the light of the world. And why are our words supposed to be seasoned with salt? And Paul mentions with grace right there. And salt was a preservative, you know? And it was also added flavor, of course. But uh, when you recognize that we are salt, I personally believe that this world would have been judged a long time ago if it wasn't for all the believers here and for God waiting for the last people to come to repentance. And how many people, how, God would have easily judged Sodom prior to him judging it if there wasn't, you know, because he went with Abraham. Abraham pleaded, if there's this many righteous people in here, you know, will you preserve it? And eventually it came down to there were only a few righteous people. There's righteous Lot, right, and his family, and they were let out, and then God destroyed it. Uh, we bring salt into the earth, and we are the salt of the earth. But in our conversations as the salt of the earth, and we have our words seasoned with salt, and we share truth, we share righteousness, we share God's holy standards uh, with the lost, uh, we can help share and encourage people regarding their convictions as to what's right and wrong. And you can have a ultimately want to affect people with the gospel because if you know what the difference between right and wrong but you don't turn to Jesus you're doomed right but you also want to share righteousness and his righteous standard because the Holy Spirit would convict the world of not only sin and judgment but of righteousness and as, as salt you bring value into the conversation because what they would do they didn't have refrigeration they didn't have freezers so they would coat their meat with salt right so it wouldn't go bad and salt was so important in those days that the Roman soldiers were basically paid in salt. That was their salary. In fact, we get the word salary from salt, right? So when they're hearing those words, you're the salt of the earth. Uh, one of the things Jesus, I believe, is communicating there is that uh, we're the app, just like the Jews were the apple of his eyes. Now we're all part of the body of Christ. And then when we share with other people, we salt them. And I believe that many places would have been judged on the earth if it wasn't for Christians being there sharing the good news of the gospel. And praise the Lord, we're supposed to also flavor. I love salt on meat, you know. Chad's carnivore plus, you know, and he loves salt as well. And salt's such a good thing, you know. But being salt, I believe we affect the we affect the world, not only bringing people to Christ, but also in spreading godly truths among the masses that bring conviction and keep the world from atrophying as fast as it otherwise would have. And it is atrophying. It's going downhill, and there is a posse taking place, but we have a role in trying to get people off the Titanic before it goes down. Amen. And just to encourage you guys, and Joe already mentioned the salt, and I'll finish uh, with a verse that hopefully over the next year can be impactful for you, and that comes from Colossians chapter 4, and it's really 2 through 6, but, you know, at the end right there in 6, it says, Speak with grace as though seasoned with salt, so you will know how to respond to each person. Amen. So let's do that over the next year. Let's share the gospel. Let's be bold for the gospel. 
and love on people. And God Amen. bless you guys. We love you guys. You've been listening to The Good Fight Radio Show with pastor and author Joe Schimmel and host Chad Davidson discussing contemporary issues in light of the Bible and how they relate to family, culture, and the church. To learn more about Good Fight Ministries, visit us online at goodfight.org. Join our growing social media family and consider partnering with us at patreon.com slash goodfight.